Welcome to the Jesus Didn't Die for This Podcast with your hosts, Annie Cinco and Dean Ruiz. It's just two millennial women facetiously unpacking their generational, religious, and personal trauma. However, and wherever you enjoy your podcast, we hope you'll spend some time with us. Don't forget to like and subscribe. And now, it's time for the show. everybody. Welcome to Jesus Didn't Die for This. My name is Annie Cinco, and today we are talking about our big break. We are going to get in a little bit about what we've been doing. We're going to do some catch up with y'all and kind of it's, ooh, got a frog in my throat. <laughs> I just hit puberty. For what it's worth, I really did like that. We're talking about why we went a little bit of radio silent, and we're also going to be getting into a brief talk about education as this is the back-to-school season. It would help if I unmuted myself. Um, <laughs> yes. Hello, friends. It has been a while. Um, gosh, I, oh, so the last time we recorded was Mike's episode, and that was in the beginning of... That was June. back around Father's Day. That was the beginning yeah. of June because it was supposed to be released during Pride Month. And we do dearly yes. apologize to our friend Mike that we missed yeah. the deadline on that. Thankfully, I live near Mike. And so I was just like, hey, this isn't going to come out in time because of all the stuff that's been happening in our lives. Because um, there was a little decision about reversing a thing called Roe v. Wade. And that kind of yeah, knocked us yes, out of the ballpark. That is where it started. It started with that. That is where it started. We were debating whether or not we should um, make an episode about it. And then we were just like, we don't have anything to say <laughs> other than we're like, we know. need to take care of ourselves other than exactly. know that we like, support it. We needed um, to take, yeah, we needed the emotional support of like figuring out what the support. heck was going on. Um, yes. So that was June. And then July is always a crazy month because of holidays and work. And so July kind of threw us off because of work and holidays. Mm-hmm. Um, and then August, uh, Nadine had a complete regression. <laughs> <laughs> August, Annie had two deaths in her family. Yes, Annie had deaths in her family. Nadine had to Nadine deal had a regression. With, uh, Nadine had some childhood trauma regression. Um, oh, I didn't tell you. Um I, it's so weird because I feel like I can say things on this podcast that I would never say to real people, like in right. real life. Do you know what I mean? But, if, but real people in real life are listening to this. For sure. But like, I don't have to think about that right now. Do you know <laughs> exactly. what I mean? Um, so no, Nadine regressed in the sense where she was talking to like childhood dolls. Like that's like, and listening to Christian rock. Like that's, we, we went back we went back to the that's, before four times. That's a ways. That's a ways. <laughs> Literally, like walking around my apartment with the with a doll in my arms. Like that's like that's emotional yep. support. Crying over my dead cat who's been dead for like seven years, five, six years. So, yeah, yeah, it's been a time. But we're back. We had to figure some stuff out. We had to just give ourselves some yeah, breathing space. We had space. to work through some shit. Yeah, just working through a lot of stuff. I know for me personally, I was working through a shit ton of 
just processing emotions. And I feel like I'm finally coming out on the other side and started seeing a psychiatrist. I'm on a new medication and yeah. it is amazing what your brain can do when it has the right chemicals. Tell me more. I'm intrigued. <laughs> oh my God. It's like for the first time I've just been able to be okay with everything and like my anxiety, like I thought my anxiety had been so much better, but I didn't realize how much still had been turned on in the background and how much that had just been taking up all the space in my mind and just all the room for like other thoughts that I have now that I'm not just focused on that. I've been so much more creative. I've been so much more creative. I've been being able to create more. I've been planting, I've been gardening, I've been weaving, I've been painting. Um, it's been magical. Christ. Yeah, but I've also been waking up at 4 a.m. because it's giving me insomnia. Well, I mean, okay, but like insomnia or depression? Pick one. Insomnia all the insomnia. way. Depression. <laughs> depression. I so kind of segueing from break, there are going to be a little bit of changes coming around and we wanted to yes. give everyone a bit of a heads up. So because this is a labor of love and because life happens and... um we know that our episode, it feels very um, self-absorbed to be like, we know you miss us when we don't post, but like, I've actually, like, got, I actually got two text messages from people about the episode. So I'm not just saying that. Like, uh, I've actually gotten two text messages from friends being like, have you posted, are you guys posting another episode soon? Um, <laughs> So because this is a labor of love um, and because it is way more involved than we thought it would be, which is yes. kind of not necessarily like kind of on us, but it's kind of on like the idea of this like whole digital world thing. Um, Absolutely. Long story short, whatever. I don't, I'm just I just ramble and Annie fixes my rambling. Um, <laughs> Long story short, it did it. I don't know if I, if it necessarily ended up being a lot more than I expected. I think the emotional toll of it ended up being yes, a lot more than I, I expected I is because I, I think, meant. yeah, I think I've been, or like, I think for me creating the content is it's like in one hand, it's the easiest part, but it's also very triggering. It's true. And then, and then we have to go process that with our therapist individually. And then we have to listen to the episode again. And then we have to figure out how to make it. Okay. Yeah. Then, you know, that takes time. Yeah. You know, and sometimes one of us gets more triggered than the other. Yeah. So, yeah. So because this is a labor of love and because the content is triggering, even though we really love doing this, we've decided that it would be best if we started offering shorter episodes for free and our longer, more in-depth episodes we're going to be putting behind a paywall. Uh, we have mentioned our Patreon a few times, um, but now we will actually be utilizing it in that sense where if you want an hour and a half long episode, you're going to have to go to the Patreon because what yeah. we're going to start doing is we're going to be trimming a lot or just having shorter episodes in general 
It'll be a little bit of kind of a little more bite, a little more of a bite than a teaser episode, but it's not necessarily going to be a full episode. So we're, we'll get, we'll give you some good stuff. It's not going to yeah. be like, we're just ditching you. Like you're still going to get like the good parts of the episode. We'll still put the funny jokes in there. We're not going to put all right. the good stuff behind the paywall. It's just, right. if you want it, if you want to enjoy all of our contribution, we would love yeah. some financial support behind that. So that's why I think we're going to have our tears I think we're going to change up to our tiers. So we're going to have a little bit of a lower financial option for y'all. So it's a little bit more inclusive though that everybody has access to the episodes. Absolutely. Thought process behind this is that because we're going to be creating shorter episodes, these episodes are going to be following a little bit more of a structure and a little bit more of an outline. So that way you kind of know what you're getting. And also it gives us the ability to focus on the topic without delving too much into our trauma um, and too much into um, emotional turmoil for us. So that's kind of the thought process behind it. It is um, obviously it is a work in progress and we would love your ideas, your thoughts, your support. Um, We also are trying to work on our social media presence. So if anyone is interested in becoming an intern for us, please let us know. It's Um, a paid internship. It is. You put it on your resume. Yes. Put it on your resume. We both work in marketing and creative fields. So we will zhuzh the fuck up of your job description. And um, yeah, so that's kind of where we're at and what we've been doing. Um, I think that about covers everything. Now we can chit chat a little so. bit about education if you want. Yeah, I, I think you, that'd be great to get into it. Um, education. So I don't have a great one. Do you? <laughs> oh, I thought I did. I honest yeah. to God, at one point I thought that I did. At one I point thought I, I thought that I was educated. <laughs> I did, truly, honestly, truly. Honestly, um, truly, I, well, you were homeschooled for your all entire life, entire life. And then you went to a uh, state, state school, university. Yeah, state, state university. university. So I had a very mixed bag of education. I started in a charter school system um, and then I went to a public school for two years. But then um, both my older siblings have been homeschooled and it was kind of about the time where my sister was leaving for college. My brother was entering into high school. My mom was like, do you want to be homeschooled? And I was like, sure, mom, that would be great. So then I was homeschooled and I got homeschooled with a Becca. I was taken out of a top public school in my County and I switched to a Becca and I learned education through brute force and route memorization. And my mom, bless her heart, only had a high school degree. She had very little. She had only worked in a candle shop and as a grocery um, checkout clerk before. So bless her heart, she taught all us kids, um, or at least tried to. And then I had to go back to the public school And I was just lost. Like my brain had gotten so far off track by that point. I was not able to intake um, any more science or math, I think, in the way like all the building blocks that I had already created were just gone. So I 
flounce through uh, science and math, but I really excelled at writing and um, history. So that's how I got through and still was able to graduate with over 4.0. I finished out at a public high school, but then I went to a private Christian university. Yeah, I was homeschooled my entire life. I have used Sunlight. I have used Rebecca, I have used Ambleside, I have used Switched On Schoolhouse, I have used the Robinson curriculum. That was my mom's personal favorite. Um, I think that is all that I have used. Uh, oh, and we have used Alpha Omega. Ooh. Um, so I think I've used about five or six different curriculums in my entire life. Um, I knew I wasn't getting a good education as a child. And then I feel like I was tricked into believing that I was again. Mm-hmm. Just because, well, I think it's just because my reading comprehension, like like my reading and writing. It's because we read. It's because we were reading. readers. Yes. For those of you who don't know anything about homeschooling, um, everyone homeschools differently. And my experience uh, was different from some of my homeschooled peers. I ha- I was in a homeschooling group with people whose moms had actually gone to college for education and then chose to become stay-at-home moms. I was being homeschooled by um, my mother who graduated from a Catholic school. So kind of similar to Anne's, except my mother was younger. And um, again, not a lot of real world experience, not a lot of life experience. And it's very interesting to me because I have a friend who is a teacher in middle school and she needs a college degree to do what she does. So it's just like very interesting that legally your parent can teach you even if they don't have the qualifications qualification to do it yeah which kind of gets me on a tangent of what i've been dealing with previously of just like that line of legality that Mm -hmm. uh extreme evangelical christians constantly tow where they constantly tow the line of legality um, it's, it's very interesting and something I've been diving into personally, but, um, yeah, so I started college when I was 17. I was dual enrolled. I started in a community college. And so I was 17 going to community college and, uh, you know, going to school with like 20 something year olds and stuff like that which like in retrospect probably wasn't the best thing for a girl who literally never left her house um, (laughs) to be going to college with these grown people. Uh, Looking back now, I definitely know that um, even if it was, even if it just ended up being strictly platonic friendships, I was definitely being taken advantage of by men and women Mm -hmm. at the time. Um, And then there are people that I, there's one person in particular that I'm still friends with and it's because she just protected me and she's just Mm -hmm. always there for me. And Mm -hmm. I really, really do appreciate that. And I love that about her. Mm -hmm. Um, 
So I started in uh, community college and then um, I had to take a break because I had to pay my own way through school. So in community college, when you're dual enrolled, um, you only have to pay half of the tuition. And then the minute I turned, yeah, so that is cool. The minute I turned 18, I got a job and it was now my full responsibility to take care of everything. So I started working and going to school the minute I turned 18, uh, because I turned 18 in July. And then that September, it was like, okay, here we go. Time to go. Um, So work in school. uh, And uh, it took me seven years to gain a bachelor's degree. So um, I I do have you. Thank you. I do have a degree. It's over on uh, my bookcase over there. Yay. Uh, I don't care about it. It doesn't mean anything to me. <laughs> um, I, I mean, I take that back. As it's an a, accomplishment. I'm a first generation college graduate. It means a lot to me. As someone whose grandfather came to this country as a political refugee, it does mean something. Like, it does mean something, but, um, I don't know, it's not as life-changing as everyone thinks it is. It really isn't, and I was thinking, too, back when you were talking, I did the same, like, I had to work and go to school full-time. I actually, when I pulled all of my Facebook messages, that was one of the most intriguing things for me to see is just what happened to me in college, because I was... At one point, I was going to be able to just work part-time and go to school full-time and still be able to live on my own, and that was going to be the dream. And I had, like, a good roommate, and I had a great, like, little apartment, and it was really cute, and everything was perfect. And then she got pregnant, and I had to move out. And then that's when I had to start working full-time and going to school full-time, and I think that ended up causing, obviously, a lot of my mental health issues because I didn't have the time to take off to deal with them. I just buried myself in more work and doing more and just worked harder at it. Cause I thought if I worked harder and got it done faster, then it would be over. And it turns out it isn't ever really over until you actually no. deal with it. No. The amount yeah. of times I've like worked part time and went to school full time or went to school full time and worked part time is just mm-hmm. so just the entirety of my seven-year college experience. Yeah. Um, I, and I just lived on campus. I always same. lived. I never home. lived on campus. Oh, I always. I always lived at home because I couldn't afford anything based off mm-hmm. of where I was geographically. And uh, my parents were not going to help me pay for anything. Um, mm-hmm. They drove me to school sometimes, but most of the time it was actually a two-hour commute for me, um, I would take uh, three trains. I would take a subway train, and then I would take two, um, like, uh, they're not Amtrak's, but it was like the state trains, like the state. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was like that. I would take two of those. Like a commuter. Yeah. So it was two hours one way. And so then I would go to school and have a full day at school and sometimes my mom would pick me up and sometimes I would take the train back and then sometimes I have 
um, someone who used to be a friend and is now no longer a friend take me home. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the days that I didn't have school, I would be working and doing homework. Yep. Yep. So every like winter break, everyone would be like, oh, what are you doing? And I'm like, I took on extra shifts or I just slept. Exactly. I, yep. I never could just sleep. I only had days where I could just sleep, but man, I remember the, um, the breaks were always the best. And I remember I always had the biggest, like my biggest, uh, breakdowns would always happen in September because that was always the hardest month for me because it meant going back to school and working again after the summer where I had just been able to work 40 hours or 45 hours a week. And I remember thinking that was so much easier than working and going to school full time. And I was also having to later on, especially in my college career, I was having to code switch a lot. And I was having to mask almost my, I was having to mask my entire identity basically at the school I was going to. And it got to the point where I was so far removed from it. And um, I was so far gone from where that was. I wasn't even remembering how to speak the language. Like I failed New Testament partly because I didn't go to it. (laughs) But I failed New Testaments. How? class because okay. I didn't go to class oh because okay. I had to work um oh. because of the schedule um I always had to work so I would sometimes be able to leave my shift on time and I would be able to go to class but often I would have to stay over after my shift so I would quite often miss class um so anyway oh, I just I just left I, I like I told them I was like this is my schedule and I'm telling mm-hmm. you right now like like there have been I had like, I just left jobs. Like, I did. Like, I was like, I don't fucking care. I I was very uh, insecure, and I thought that was, like, the only job I would ever be able to get. So I stayed there. <laughs> that's fair. That yeah. happened. That, that's the headspace I was in back at that time. It was not a good one. But, yeah, so anyway, I... But I remember I had to take it again the second semester. And after that summer, I was just... That's what I completely... I think had fully left that was 2012 going into 2013 and I remember having to take New Testament again and just being like people were saying all these words and all these names and I was just like what like I don't even speak this language anymore like it's it's a language that I used to be fluent in and still can like kind of read but like I don't fully have the full understanding of it in retrospect I don't really have the best education and um it's not that I'm okay with it. It's just like I've been so good at bullshitting so far. Mm-hmm. Like, cause I sound. The thing is that like I sound smart. I sound smart. You know, and like, and people assume that you had a similar education to them because everybody, or at least most people, did have that standard. Like you just went to public school and you did the things, and then maybe went right. to college. Well, right. And when people find out you're homeschooled, they're like, "Oh, you must have been so smart." Like. Because when we were younger, homeschooled was really kept for people who were, like, developmentally delayed or, like, savants. Mm -hmm. Uh, Now, after COVID, it's become way more common. Way more common. But um, even a little bit before COVID, it was starting to become more common. It was starting to become more of a thing. Yeah, but um, it, like, I wasn't a savant. Like, yes, I started reading when I was three. But, like, other than that, like, I wasn't a savant you know, like, 
Mm-hmm. Or maybe I was. Maybe I am. Maybe I am just a ball of missed opportunity and wasted potential. But that's what I think I am. <laughs> I, I, that's what I am, realistically. Oh, uh, I think I would have been really smart if I had been able to understand math and science. See, same, because I always hated science and I like mm-hmm. was okay with math, but I always hated science. And now I now like it's like figuring out what interests me i'm like super into science i'm like super into um same i'm super into go ahead like kind of like theoretical sciences i guess but like psychology Mm -hmm. and like social so like i'm like very into like the study of humans and the brain and things like that so i'm like super into a sect of science that I had no exposure to because what homeschool curriculum talks about psychology. Right. So. Yeah. It's all. Because if they taught, if they taught you what was actually happening to you, then you might learn what's going on with you. Exactly. All it was, was biology and chemistry. And, um, I also knew a lot of people who studied music and mm-hmm. they like knowingly, they knowingly went into music knowing that they'd never do it. And I was just like, I could never understand that because they're like, yeah, I'm studying performance art, but I'm never going to be a performer. And I'm like, well, why are you studying it? See, and like, I, I know that some people say that, but I truly do believe that you figure it out. Like the people who want to do it will figure out how to make it their thing and even if it isn't their main thing they'll figure out how to make it their side thing um so that's why I ended up going into business and started going to art school which is what I really wanted to do like they're two completely different things but I always figured I could always do art you know what I mean like I could always have art on the side but now when I'm thinking back on it um and just realizing how little in business school, I just, the only thing in business school was I just made the connections that I needed. And it was through my internship um, that I got my first job. And then it was through an activity that I did. I scuba dive that I got my first like actual corporate job. And then it was after I got my first actual corporate job that opened up, you know, like all the doors to the rest of the world of marketing. So I've been in corporate marketing for 10 years now. And, um, yeah, I just, I do wish though that I had been able to like go to that art school and been able to have some of that mentorship because I feel like for me, just personally, that was also a little bit of the something that I was missing um, from my relationship. And I feel like um, on one hand, like I was very drawn to that. On the other hand, I was very scared of it. So I think that's another reason too why I ended up going to business school because that was the easiest, it was the easiest out and it was like the quickest the quickest way through. I got accepted to several prestigious, prestigious art schools across the country. Hell Um, yeah. I got accepted to more than four. Yay. Uh, And they were immediately, I was just like, there's nothing worse than opening up an acceptance letter, seeing that you got accepted and being upset that you were accepted because your mom had already told you. Um, I know you applied to this school, but if you get it, you're not going to go because there's no way we could afford to send you. So, um, yep. 
there's nothing more upsetting than getting into every school you want to get into and then being poor like i mean like you have portfolio reviews and your work was amazing and you had so much potential and Mm -hmm. it's just the price tag is what kept you from going we really appreciate everybody for hanging in there with us and waiting and that you're if you're still listening to this thank you for still listening we really appreciate you and we love you and we've been wanting to get back and do this and it feels really good to be back here so hopefully we'll have a little bit more regular schedule that y'all can plan on from us and no matter what we're not going away we're just going to be changing our format a little bit yes yeah to to echo annie um so grateful so appreciative of the love and support that we have continually got even after like months of silence um we are humans. I'm not going to apologize for needing time off because I've learned that's bad. Uh, I'm not <laughs> going to apologize for needing time off, but um, we appreciate the fact that you all have um, been so supportive and loving through our um, undisclosed amount of time off. Um, really looking forward to overcoming this hurdle, both Annie and myself, mentally, physically, emotionally. Um, so that way we can come back um, renewed, refreshed, and full of life and vigor to get back into the podcasting. Because I love podcasting. I do, too. I, I do. This feels so good. It, like, I, I've needed podcasting in my life for so long. I've always been told I needed a podcast. And I actually have been thinking about, like, just doing one on my own as well. But I have, like, you no should. idea what to call it um you can call it your name yeah good good there was also like see i don't want to even say the, the the idea that i had but yeah i don't know i've just been thinking about like i don't know i've been thinking about either like doing a podcast or like just like literally writing my life as a tv show and pitching it to somebody do it that's kind of where I'm at right now. That would be phenomenal. Are you kidding? I would make, oh my God. It'd be the fucking best soap opera. That would be the tits. Honestly. I, I mean, I'm doing that with my memoir, like writing it down. Like, yeah. yeah you are doing like, that. Bitch. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so. a bitch. I, I like. I can, you can, pro- I can profit off of my pain. I have no problem. Selling. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm yeah. saying. If anyone's going to profit off of this, it better be me. 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 Um, yeah, I just, like, honestly, your listeners are fabulous. Like, I'm still shocked that we have people across the country and internationally listening to us and feeling connected and um, in tune with us. Like, the fuck? on like y'all we don't deserve you we don't deserve you we have had 2096% more account over like uh reach this week than last week that's crazy it's, it's like we post like three things and everyone's just like immediately back like obsessed yep. and we just 
We love it. We do. We really, truly love it. You guys are amazing. Um, thank you so much. I'm like looking at our numbers of like the reels that we posted. Jesus. The one about the one about unequally yoked has over two hundred and seventy views and it's been saved. Holy shit. We love it. So I wish I could see like who saves our stuff. I know. A lot of people save the common areas in deconstruction. Yeah, that one too. It's like I got two saves. So yeah, I mean listen, I'm not trying to like ask for shit, but like please comment <laughs> and tell please. us what you like to see because Anne and I both get anxious and we worry that we're not doing things that y'all like. So interact. Not for numbers, but just to tell us that we're doing a good job because we need positive affirmation. Yes, and we want to hear like what you like or what you don't like. Yeah, I want to. I want to give us a just give us a thumbs up. That's all you have to do. Yeah. Um. Tell your friends. Tell your enemies. Don't tell um, mom and dad. Don't tell mom and dad. And um. We love you guys. Stay hydrated. Drink water. Mind your business. Make Make sure you get outside. Touch some grass. Make sure you go for a walk around the block. Touch some grass, you fucking animals. Pet your cats. Pet your dogs. Pet someone else's dog. Um, But ask permission. Ask permission first. Introduce yourself to the dog first. Yeah. Yeah. And that's um, everything. If you want to follow us on Instagram, you can do so at JDDFT Podcast. Or you can send us a Gmail at JDDFT Podcast at gmail.com. We love you. Bye. This has been the Jesus Didn't Die for This Podcast with Andy Cinco and Dean Ruiz. We appreciate you taking the time to listen, however, and wherever you may enjoy your podcast. We'll see you next time.